0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at Trinityschool.org. That's Trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning.
1: Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey into deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally, that Dude. And today... Well, let's start off with what I'm up to. So yesterday, the LA Chargers and Pacifico came to my crib and filmed an episode of Pad Crashers. I know, it ain't MTV Cribs, but you know your boy was on that before too. Y'all gotta check my episode of MTV Cribs out, I think 20, 22 years ago, something, with Russell Simmons and myself. Russell Simmons and me, same episode. So obviously, he went first segment, Second segment and save me like a commercial break, but I got my crib in there as well It was a great episode my daughter at the time was like two or three years old and Everybody was clowning me because she was hanging on my side view mirrors and trying to do pull-ups while I'm over there trying to show my crib off Amazing because she's 24 now so that lets you know how crazy long ago that was so yesterday They came over to do that version of a you know a former charger they call us legends I love that. When you retired, you get better than you were when you played, right? A charger legend, Marcellus Wiley, and they're going around my crib and I'm the second episode, which is great, right? I'm not the second best charger ever, but I'm the second episode they ever did. And we all know who they did first, LT. I saw his pad crasher, 2 million views and counting, right? Let's just say my crib don't look like his. (laughs) LT's crib is insane. I don't even want to give away any of the particulars, but go watch Pad Crashers with LT. Then you know what I'm talking about. He lives in Texas, though. Just remind y'all. He lives in Texas. No state taxing. Let's just say you can stretch your dollar a little more, and it shows with his crib. Mind-blowing. What else happened? Uh, My wife had that interview with those executives. It went well. It went so well that maybe by the end of the week, I can finally tell you what's happening in Wiley world, but not yet. But basically, the ball is on the one yard line and it's first and goal. And she better get in the end zone, damn it. or I'm about to go crazy in these stands, but she's killing it with the executives. And we're that close. Other than that, we kind of had a pre-celebration dinner since my mother-in-law's in town. We got a built in babysitter, took her to catch steak. And if you guys are familiar with L.A. and our dining scene, Cat Steak is the new hot spot. It's where everybody goes. Right. So I literally pull up and I'm kind of not nervous, but like them hot spots. My wife made a reservation an hour before. I'm like, man, let's just be careful. Why we got to go to that spot? Let's just go to our normal pub down the street and just get it in. So we go to the hot spot and we get there. And literally this guy calls out my name. He's like, that dude, what's up? And he was the doorman. And like a lot of ladies know, if the door been your homie, oh, you good that night, right? So he's like, that dude, what's up, baby? Ain't seen you in a while. Uh, Long story short, his name is Marcus. I got love for him. Uh, I'm supposed to talk to his kids. He said he slid in my DMs before, ooh, and tried to holler about talking to the kids. Now we're in contact. I'm going to be out there in Carson talking to the kids. All right, let's get into the show right now with our Daily Morant moment. This is in, this just in, our Daily Morant topic. I, look, I am not piling on, I'm not trying to kill my dog, but he is famous, he is great at what he does, and this story just evolves, the saga continues. So here's the update, John Morant will be away from the Grizzlies indefinitely, that's not good to hear. He's entering a counseling program, that's good to hear, in Florida, and there's no timetable For his return. Now, I think it's callous if you did put a timetable on it. So there may be one. They just don't want to say there is one because obviously y'all don't want y'all championship opportunity to go bye bye this year because Memphis was balling this year. Right. So we're going to get him some counseling. Let him understand his ways and hopefully come back a better man. Let's not forget that John Morant is not only a man, but a father. He has a child. So all of this stuff is playing out for us to consume, but that baby's gonna grow up. And with the internet, whatever you did, they can retrieve. And you do not wanna stain the brain of that baby without knowing how great their daddy was in sports and as great as he can be off the court. Cause right now, he's losing that competition off the court. So, made me think about the times I've been to counseling. Um, I was brought to tears and outside of death, outside of my best friend dying, my mother dying, this was the most, the deepest, like the most pulling emotional moment I've had in my life. It's like top five for sure. And it was when I was talking to my counselor, and you know you go to counselor, I got this problem, I got this problem, I got this problem, and everybody else is the problem usually, right? That's day one, you're telling everybody uh, about everyone else and what they did to you and what you feel like. Then you evolve in that counseling session from just pointing the finger to starting to look into yourself. And then you, if you have a good counselor, you'll come to a summation that is really a balance between, yeah, some, some messed up shit happened to you, right? and you are causing some of this messed up stuff. So you kind of get into that and then you can continue if you want. I remember when my counselor looked at me after everything I had told him, everybody else's fault. Okay, some of that I did. He said, Marcellus, these two words that brought me to tears. He said, you won. I said, what? He said, you won, you won. And I was like, what? Like right now, I'm about to cry again. It's crazy because he's like, he knew me. He was like, dude, you have nothing else to prove just to achieve. You have nothing else to prove just achieve it. Like you won, man. You came from it. You did it. You're there. What are you doing? What are you trying to prove? John Moran, I hope he, I hope he hears that. I hope that counselor in there gets him to a place where it's like, hey, young man. All this thug life in or this little gangster stuff or whatever you're trying to represent, you won. You have nothing left to prove. Just achieve. Just go out there and be the greatest version of yourself every time we see you. Nothing left to prove, right? And another thing that hit me when I was in counseling was that you get most upset with the things that you see that you're guilty of as well. And I never put that together. He was like... The stuff you see out there, you all mad about? He's like, you know you're guilty of that as well. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, because you do it too. That's why you can even recognize it. He said it wouldn't even be in your scope if you weren't participating in it to some degree. And I was like, damn, that's real. He went through my history from before when I used to cheat on every girl I was with, like high school, college, and all that. And he was like, yeah, you used to hate them because you were a cheater. And I was like, you're right. I was, i used to every girl. As soon as I meet them, hey, who you been with? And then after that, <laughs> trying to figure out who I knew. Then I was like, all right, don't cheat on me. Don't cheat on me. Don't you disrespect me like that? And it was really—I was trying to beat him to the punch almost, like because I knew I was a cheater. So long story short, man, for John Morant, hey, big dog, you won. Now let's go out there and keep winning. Want to talk about Steph Curry talking trash to Chris Paul? You know him, the mouthpiece spitter himself, Steph Curry. That dude always spitting out his mouthpiece. Golly, why, why wear it if you don't want to wear it? Uh, yesterday, though, he hit him. He hit him with a Suge Knight. He hit him with a Death Row Records. Oh, Chris Paul, that's the dog, though. That's my homie, but he had to take this one. Steph Curry, uh, guarded by Chris Paul. Out there by the three-point line. that he tries to come inside. Chris Paul all over. and Somebody else, big man, maybe Aiden, try to get in there. Steph Curry and one makes the layup with the mouthpiece you know him always dangling he said uh this ain't 2014 no more <laughs> what this ain't 2014 no more oh he clowning that live city he clowning that and it made me think damn where were they in 2014 versus where they are now because steph curry like hey bruh one you can't guard me like you used to guard me old man basically clowning but two Oh, what a difference a day makes. (laughs) Uh, In this case, what a difference nine years makes because let's go through the resumes from 2014 to, oh my God, what has happened? At that time, CP3 was already All-NBA First Team four times. And let's just be real. I don't think he's going to make All-NBA First Team ever again. But So he's four times when Steph Curry was 2014 talking about, right? Reigning All-Star MVP, and also he was in his 10th year in the league. Steph Curry, in 2014, only made one All-Star at that time and didn't have a championship ring. Steph Curry now, oh my God, he has four championship rings, two-time NBA MVP, so he got all of that after it, and he's a nine-time All-Star. That means eight more since then regular season record for three-pointers scoring leader most threes in history warriors all-time leading scorer okay now let's get some other layers before we chop this up he's also gotten a lot bigger a lot stronger a lot more physical a lot tougher let's be real the ankles have held up and this is not the first time they've been back and forth in their conversation of beef right all right, he probably went at him because CP3 made fun of Steph's shimmy. Y'all remember that? In 2018, did the shimmy. huh and he wouldn't let Curry, CP3, practice on the court the year after 2019. Vaguely remember that, but did my research. I'm like, oh, so they've been doing this. You know, a death by a thousand paper cuts a little bit. Slice you over here, slice you over there, and then you hit me with the, Oh, you clown in the shimmy too? Now, this ain't 2014 no more. Woo! Man, that's some fire right there cuz what can you say if you Chris Paul like Steph Curry been on a run. This ain't a, this ain't even a run. This is like this honey, I, I I'm going out for a jog and never come back home. Like this is this dude just is going. Where you going, Steph? Like Steph Curry trying to crack the top 10, being real. And there is a conversation of him being in the top 10. I think he's still on the outside of that. You guys tell me in the comments, but he's not in my top 10 yet. But then it's like, in terms of impact, like I don't know a kid alive that doesn't want to be Steph Curry. My son, who is always my litmus test, he tells me, Daddy, LeBron James is the best basketball player ever. And he says it like matter of fact. I'm like, why? I agree. But why do you say that? Because we learned about him in school. And I was like, oh, okay." I said, did you guys learn about Michael Jordan? Yeah, but they said LeBron's better. And that's it. Like, don't ask another question, Daddy. I was like, damn, they over here brainwashing these kids in L.A. LeBron's the king, right? But then, where does Steph Curry fit in that conversation? Oh, my son and all his friends. Everything they do, they want to be like Steph. You know how we grew up? We were like, Kobe. Now they all Steph Curry. They wearing all the neon and under armor everywhere. It's crazy. But I've had some interactions with Steph. I actually did a documentary with Steph. Um, That should be released sometime this year. Uh, We'll see when that comes out. But he used to come on Sports Nation. And I remember asking him, I think on air and off air, I was like, dog, for real, how do you shoot? And he was like, well, everyone shoots different. I was like, duh, boo, I know that. I don't shoot like you. I said, tell me how do you shoot? I want to learn like you. And the only thing I remember is that he got a tattoo somewhere, like a little arrow or something that he says that does something for him in the aim maybe. But he said, these two fingers go through the net and I'll start doing it. And I was like, that ain't helping me. I was still missing and missing. But I think live on air, we had a shooting contest and guess who won? I beat Steph Curry in a shooting contest. Now I will admit it was rigged or it wasn't 10 feet on the NBA court, but still Steph Curry shouldn't lose even throwing trash in a wastebasket to me, but he lost that time. It's just good to see that he has realized so much of that potential that Mark Jackson, remember early Mark Jackson with the bad ankles? Mark Jackson said, best shooting duo in NBA history, Splash Brothers, and everyone laughed at him at that moment. Everyone clowned him at that time, and look what it became. Or excuse me, I'm sorry, Steph, that's disrespectful. Look what it's still becoming. Like, he is still rolling. Dog, won an MVP. Like, This dude is next level. And that beef between him and Chris Paul, God, I'm in the locker room. I can't lie, even though Chris, my dog, he winning that one by a lot. And imagine, Chris had the lead, had the lead, had Lob City, had it all, it felt like, in 2014. But perseverance, once again, keeping your head down. Oh, keep clowning, keep joking, whatever that may be. Now, Chris Paul is on the team this year that could win it all. Let's be real. Kevin Durant comes back in the playoffs. That team is loaded as well. It's going to be fun to see them go at it this year. And now, there's a little more spice in that recipe because we know that they have not forgotten their rivalry from Golden State, Clip City, Chip City. And now, we're going to see what happens when CP3 sees them in the playoffs, hopefully. Man, what'd he say again? This ain't 2014 no more. God. Let's go to Vegas. Ah, yeah, I remember yesterday we said we we're going to Green Bay. Nobody wanted to go. Uh, uh, oh, hey, man, get off me, dog. Everybody want to go to Vegas. Hell, yeah. Something about Vegas, it just whispered to you, hey, let's mess around. Let's do something crazy. Let's fuck around. Let's just go get it. Let's live our childhood dreams. I'm like, no, I just landed. I'm about to go to the liquor store, and I'm going to the casino, and hopefully don't choke on the cigarette smoke. It's crazy. Vegas just brings it out of you. I don't give a damn who you are. Whatever animal you got caged up, Vegas got the keys. It's like, hey, baby, how you doing? Then they pump that oxygen in them damn rooms. You ain't going to sleep. Humans are not supposed to be up over like 18, 20 hours because after that, you just going to act a fool. And I know me, when I'm in Vegas, even with the wife, it's Donkey Kong. I'm acting up. All right, let's talk about Jimmy G because he's going to be out there. And obviously, Jimmy G, his old Fine ass, like Jimmy G is a fine dude. Like I don't care how masculine you are. I don't care what every dude I know grades themselves versus other dudes in terms of looks. You know why? You got to know the competition. This ain't about oh man, you weak, you you soft, you a punk, you gay and shut up. It's about dog. When I step in the spot, who I got a battle? Like when I used to go out, Tyrese used to be out sometimes. Uh, Boris Kojo, like man, I can't compete. But then, you know, I got to do other things, right? More bottles, please, to keep up with them cuties over there, I guess. So that's what Jimmy GQ is going to deal with in Vegas. But he's going to play for the Raiders. The question is really, is this an upgrade from Derek Carr or a downgrade? One fan was quoted as saying that. Raiders really got rid of Derek Carr to downgrade to Jimmy G? Well, let's talk about the deal first. Three years, 67 and a half million dollars, 34 million guarantee. That's a damn good good deal for Jimmy G. Why, how? Because Jimmy G can't stay healthy, right? Even last year when he wasn't the starter and you came in as a backup, Yo ass got hurt. Even when you were in New England way back in the days how it all started. Tom Brady, four game suspension. Jimmy G, come play these four games. Let us go 4 and oh, You go back on the bench, you're going to get paid next year. Well, he still got paid that next year, but Jimmy G got hurt in those four games. I think he only started two of them. Like, this dude just stay hurt. And I know what it is to be injury prone, so I'm actually sympathetic to him. But you can see right now This is a good deal and a good situation for Jimmy G. Reunited with Josh McDaniels, you gotta love that. And when Jimmy G is healthy, will y'all stop playing? It is clear that he is better than Derek Carr. Why? Let's start with the simple, the team success. Jimmy G has been to a Super Bowl before, right? Jimmy G has been in the NFC Championship game, what, three times? Like, Jimmy G, yeah. When he's healthy, when he's on there, Not the prettiest. Well, his face is. But his game is not the prettiest in terms of like, oh yeah, that looks like a top five quarterback. It ain't Justin Herbert out there. But he gets the results greater than Justin Herbert, even though I know Herbert's a better quarterback. And Herbie's my guy. And he's top five and don't even argue me on that one. It's still a difference between someone who looks the part and plays the part, but someone who just makes the play better. You know, like Jimmy G just makes the entire production better somehow, some way. They're greater than a sum of their parts with Jimmy G when he's healthy. But it's a roll of the dice. Vegas pun intended, because the gamble is ability versus availability. Mm didn't y'all love this in school when you learned, to like, the roots of words? Because I used to just, you know, you get these compound words and, mo- you know, multi-syllable words and all stuff. You just like, you just think it's a word. You don't think that somebody really thought back and was like, ability, availability. I was like, oh, you combined them too? And I was like, oh, that makes sense, right? And Jimmy G, with all that ability he has, compromises himself and his value because of his lack of availability. You just can't trust it. I remember coaches coming up to me, especially offensive coordinators. I played with some great ones, too, like a North Turner. And more than an athlete that can just go out there and score a touchdown anytime, but also mess up the next play, they want consistency. More than consistency, they call it reliability. Another ability, right? Boy, they were smart back in the days when they put these words together, right? And they want someone they can count on. When we call this play, we know what's gonna happen. We know your level of execution. They prefer that guy, a B-plus guy, over an A-plus guy that all of a sudden is gonna give you an F on the next test because that guy's gonna ride the wave. You just can't trust him. He's not reliable. One thing about Jimmy G is he's reliable. He has reliability just doesn't have the greatest availability. So when you start to believe in him, you start to trust on him. He's going to cheat on you. He's going to get hurt. He's not going to come home. He's going to be in the ice tub. You're going to be sitting there like, damn it, here we go again to another backup situation. That's why the terms were a lot lower for potential franchise quarterback. Is it a good fit? Looks like it. Devontae Adams is like, (laughs) Devontae Adams got an interesting take. He's like, first of all, if you have not... Been blowing me up in the last three weeks. Do not hit me now asking about Jimmy G and what I feel about this trade. Like, don't even think about it. Don't even ask me about, about picking him up. And I thought that was funny because it shows me two things. One, Devontae Adams does not want to be bothered. Y'all stay off this dude's phone. And two, he just want to ball. He just want to ball and not be bothered. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's straight focus. Because I told people last year, oh, he's going to Vegas just for Derek Carr. I'm like, I don't know if another man is that damn locked in step with somebody else to the point where they're going to just move cross country just because of another dude. and Oh, we went to college together. That sounds cute. Obviously, there's more to the equation than that. It was the fact that it was Las Vegas. No state tax. Derek Carr, who you were familiar with, and you knew he could sling it. But also, it's the Raiders and that brand. Like, you're in Vegas. NIL money for the pros if you want to go there, basically. Like, that's a huge hot All of a sudden, he didn't have that Taco Bell commercial in Green Bay, did he? Uh, tell me if I'm wrong. Y'all know I ain't wrong. Like, he popping up everywhere. Devontae Adams. And even though it seemed like a little bit of a struggle this year for them to get on the same page, the numbers were fine. Devontae Adams survived that. And you think he's going to go with Derek Carr? He's leaving New Orleans? Hell nah. He's sitting still, Right. And he's sitting still and getting him a better quarterback. The thing is, will the quarterback always be on the field with him? That's the conversation. That's the gamble. And we'll see where those dice lie. Well, the NBA is trying to do something along with the MBPA. That never flowed to me. MBPA. Like, eh, what? Like the NFLPA. Oh, yeah, yeah. MBPA. Eh, eh. Sounds not like a little fake bowling league or something. All right, the NBA and the MBPA. Are moving closer to agreeing to a rule that players must play in a minimum number of games to be eligible for major awards such as MVP oh they trying to legislate hey y'all playing or y'all not getting what y'all want in terms of accolade ah I like this so we're now having a conversation of awards versus rewards they sound alike, but they're different. Remember that? What was that homonyms? Remember that? I was like eighth grade. It was like, there's a homonym. This sounds I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Shut up teacher. All right. So awards versus rewards and will it work? I'm here to tell the NBA right now that if a guy has committed to load management, he doesn't care about the awards. He just cares about the rewards. You get it? He cares about his money. And he cares about a championship. He does not care if you're going to just name him MVP or any of the other awards you give out. Let me tell you why. These guys walk around and put their hands on the Bible to the fact that they don't even believe fully in the MVP, right? How many times you heard this? Jordan should have won it every single year. Oh, man, Nash should have never won it over Kobe, right? Oh, oh they're going to give it out three times in a row and it's going to be Jokic? Like, all of that. They already taking shots at the MVP. Because they were like, if Jordan didn't get it all the time when he was in his prime, or Kobe, or LeBron, then it's like, whatever. It's a traveling trophy. We know that. The MVP especially, they look in to say, all right, who qualifies? Okay, now, one more tier higher. Who qualifies that hasn't won it? Damn it. All right. Forget it. Give it to him again, because this sounds great. And I think the players, they certainly see behind the veil. They're not being fooled by, oh, wow, the MVP, because it's just lost some of its luster. And you can't put a carrot like that in front of a guy. Think about what you're asking them. Oh, you're hurt or you're just load managing. But I want you to risk that. Whatever that schedule is for you, for you to go out there and just play as hard as you can and hopefully win the one award that you're going to qualify for. Or get your rest, make sure your body's fine and you're healthy and go out there and get paid and get a championship. Hmm. Let me see. I could get paid and a championship over here. Hmm. Taking my time, too, because I'm I'm contemplating. Let me see. Or I could get an MVP. (laughs) <laughs> get your <ass>. head! <laughs> what? This not going to work. This is not the carrot you dangle in front of the guys. Play more. Play harder. Play longer. And you can get the MVP. Man, look, it's 450 of us. One of us is going to get the MVP. But a lot of us could get paid. And a few of us could get the championship because it's, what, 15 guys per team? Oh, man, it doesn't make sense. So it takes me back to... A Suge Knight comment, actually, which is crazy about this, awards versus rewards, right? Because a lot of times it's basically rich and famous, rich or famous, right? And I remember Suge Knight did some interview, and he was at a hamburger stand doing the interview, and he said, I think it was, quote, I want to be rich, not famous. I want to be able to go to this hamburger stand without being bothered. can buy everything here and that's crazy right have you ever had that conversation I want to be rich or famous because everybody says of course rich and famous but the fame part could be a problem right you all of a sudden can't do the things you want to do I've been around some superstars before hanging out with superstars before told you just like the other day I was with Lil Wayne the other day was said the entertainer these guys are bigger than me right by far and when you're out with them there are perks, a lot of perks. And then there's a lot of problems too. You'd be like, dog, you can't just go to the bathroom. You gotta alert people. It's so funny. They gotta text somebody to tell them what they're about to do to make sure it's clear to do it. They can't enter the same way all the time, etc. So, rich or famous, basically, I think the NBA is almost asking these players: do you want the accolade to make you famous? Or do you want to do what's best for you to make you rich? Which is play, play well be healthy, and win a championship. It's just an interesting way that the NBA is trying to now motivate their players. I just don't think it's going to work. Those guys who are committed to it, Kawhi, you could say maybe LeBron to some degree of late, these injuries that we know he's like, was he, like a Decepticon. He's like un- indestructible. You can't mess with him. But at the same time, of late, foot here, foot there, ankle there, sh- like, Vague injuries just to maybe buy him some rest. I'm not sure. But if you're committed to load management or now you're going to rip up those plans because the commissioner said, hey, you can't win unless you play X amount of games. No MVP for you. Them cats are like, so what? Y'all already done rigged the MVP against me. I ain't going to win even if I play 82 games. Well, you know how we end the show every single day. Let's get into a wilyism. Here's a Wileyism that is interesting. And it talks about if you want to attain something in this world, right? The price of getting anything is paying attention. The play on it is the price to getting anything, pay attention. Hey, interesting. I swear, the race starts with who is paying attention. And then the second quarter of the race is who's coming with intention. Like, everything that I've ever been able to do starts with pay attention to it. Like, I remember growing up in class and my boys wanted to clown and talk during the class or just never were focused, distracted, back of the class, telling jokes. Remember those triangles we used to build and playing football? Your boys, <laughs> we used to play like this. We used to like this. NFL. CFL, <laughs> cats used to play the game. We've been back, and then I was like, man, I ain't going to be back here with y'all long. I only went back there really when I was finished my work. But, man, y'all ain't doing jack back here. Talking about everybody. They didn't pay attention. So if you don't pay attention, how in the hell are you ever going to come with intention? That's how you start to make your things come to life. So I learned a long time ago that that's the price you got to pay. Like, really be into it. Then start to put your signature on it. Because attention is invention, as I always tell you guys. Don't just be there, be present. And that's with raising kids, that's with your job, that's when you're out on a date. Like don't just be there. Man, if I see another couple on a date doing this, like me and my wife do. (laughs) Hey, you can't do that in the beginning. You gotta do that at the end once y'all marry like me and my wife. This is my wife and I every time. Oh, what'd you say? And my wife ordering food for me. Baby, you want it or not? Yes. (laughs) Of course. I'm ordering too, damn it. That's what I'm doing. Filet mignon. Oh, man. So if you want something, man, there's no science to this in terms of like you going this way, going that way. There is a science to it if you just stick to the script. Like you go over there, you do your own thing, go rogue, go rogue. No science over there, brother. Stick to the script. Attention intention invention all of a sudden you're gonna have exactly what you want in the real dimension all right that's gonna do it for more to it check the show notes for all the information on our topics today today you want to keep the conversation going i know you do let's talk find me on all socials at marcellus Wally. that's right more to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally. That's me, that dude. What's up? Paul Anderson and Nick Panella. Ah, Marcel Swally. Thanks for listening. Thanks for those reviews. Keep them coming, man. I read every single one of them reviews. All what I got 182 of them. <laughs> Something crazy. <clears throat> I love y'all, man. There's more coming for more to it. Talk to you hella soon.